Hey, and welcome to another great message from Mr. Christian Outreach Church. We pray you'll be inspired and equipped by this teaching. For more information on Noosa Christian Outreach Church, please check out our website at noosacoc.org.au. Enjoy. You know, um, we've been talking a little bit about a couple of, couple of questions the last few weeks. A question, we, you know, one of the questions is, how do we walk in the blessing of God? And we're saying, this is not the question that we want to ask. We want to ask the question, how do we walk in the will or the assignment of God? We don't just want to hold the kingdom of God as an idea in our heads or something in our hearts. We want to work out its implications in every area of our lives. Last week, we discussed that if we want to bear fruit, regardless of the season or the climate, we need to draw from an ongoing community that will challenge us, encourage us, and hold us accountable, whatever the weather. Why don't you turn your Bibles with me today to Mark chapter 2. I want to read from verse 1 to 5. Jesus entered Capernaum after some days, and it was heard that he was in a certain house. Immediately, many gathered together so that there was no longer room to receive him, to receive them, not even near the door. And then he preached the word to them all. These other group of people came to him and they brought a paralytic who was carried by four men. And when they could not come near him because of the crowd, they uncovered the roof where he was. So when they had broken through, they let down the bed on which the paralytic was lying. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven. Rise up and walk. This picture of history, this, this piece of history in the gospel gives us an amazing insight into what it means to be part of a church community. The church community is actually the antidote to to one of our society's most challenging problems, and that's isolation. Social Social isolation is described as this. It's whether or not you have personal relationships with people that you can talk about the matters that are truly important to you. We've discussed what it means to be part of a church last week, about, about what it means to, to commit yourself to a life in the church, about protecting the unity of the church, about sharing the responsibility, about engaging in ministry, and about supporting the testimony. You know, there's a statistic, a statistic in our world today, in, especially in the Western world, that says 50% of people either pay for someone to listen to the needs or the the deep things in their lives or they don't tell anyone at all. 50% of people. We have a bit of a... They're a socially isolated group of people. You know, we live amongst neighbours who we've never met. We choose television shows over social events. Many of our most influential role models are either fictional characters or celebrities who portray them. There's a decline in authentic relationships. And it's actually changing the fabric of our culture. And God's called us to be a picture of what authentic community is. He's called us to be a picture of what it means to be one of those four men who carried their friend, the paralytic, to the feet of Jesus. See, we all have this deep need for connection. Have you ever experienced the feeling of being in a group of people and it's buzzing and everything's happening, but you're in that group and you're feeling totally alone? 
Amazing, isn't it? We, we, have this, we have this challenge in our lives, this deep challenge in our heart to connect with people, to connect with God. And we can feel completely isolated. You can come to church every week and feel completely alone. See, God has called us. He's called us to now re-engage on what it means to be an authentic community. And our social networks include more people and cover more of the planet than at any point in history. We're more widely known than we've ever been, but we're less fully known than we've ever been. What are we going to do about it? This is the question, and I think some of the answers are in this, in this um, story of Jesus and the four men who carried their paralytic friend. Why don't we pray? Father, we just, we just call upon your name today, Father. Lord, we, we, we give you our hearts afresh right now. Lord, we ask that the revelation of heaven would pierce them. We ask that you would, you, would, you would bring us a revelation of what it means to be an authentic community of, of believers where people get to meet Jesus and be healed and have their sins forgiven and restore the broken, Father. So we thank you for what you're going to do and we give you our, we give you our full attention, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. The Apostle Paul says in four, Ephesians 4.1, he says, I therefore, a prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you are called, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long-suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace, bonds of peace. He calls us to walk worthy of the calling with which we were called. Romans says, rejoice with, rejo- with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Have you ever noticed that you cannot weep in a hurry? You know, when your heart gets broken for something, it doesn't, it doesn't happen in a minute, does it? When you're rejoicing with someone, when you're celebrating someone's moment, it doesn't happen in a minute. You don't just pat them on the back and keep going. It takes time. The requirement for true community is large chunks of unhurried time. If you think you can fit deep community into the cracks of an overloaded schedule, then we've got to think again. See, we really need to prioritise community for us to be able to see it actually have the impact that God has called us to have on our communities. Our lives get so busy that community gets neglected. And when community gets neglected, the church becomes about information instead of about revelation. See, revelation comes out of relationship. Information just comes out in the natural. And God wants us to be a people who receive the revelation to love our neighbor. See, if loving our neighbor is information, we love them quickly and then get back on with our own yard. He wants us to have the revelation of loving our neighbor so that we're actually over there helping him with his yard and carrying him to Jesus' feet. The average person has reduced their opinion of successful community to acknowledgement or being noticed. We have a world that's obsessed with the 15 minutes of fame. If only I can get noticed, if only I can become visible, then I'll build connection with people, then I'll be able to get on with the rest of my life. We're desperate to be visible and God's saying that's the lie, The, the, the truth is You're desperate to be in relationship with your Heavenly Father and living in a Christian community. 
this is what the call of God is on our lives. He says, he says, love the Lord with all your heart, mind, soul and strength. It deals with your eternal community. And love your neighbor as you love yourself. It deals with your earthly community. So what does it look like? We've got this great piece of history in Mark 2 where a paralytic was lowered through the roof of a building by a stretcher from four of his friends to get him to the feet of Jesus. You ever wonder who this paralytic guy is? I, I always wonder where else were these four guys carrying their paralytic friend? Where else were they taking him? You know, I, I think maybe this guy was, he was a um, storyteller or a, or a psychologist or maybe a comedian. And, and these, these four friends of this guy who's, who's paralyzed are carrying this guy around to people's houses and he's telling them stories. He's entertaining them or he's dealing with their problems or he's got this amazing business mind. You know, his legs don't work, but he can speak life and wisdom into the people around them. Do you ever wonder about these guys that get healed? What's, you know, what's the, um, what are the other great things in their life that are being limited by their area of, that they're paralyzed in? You know, I had the privilege on Friday night of coming along to the Hill Spirits play by that um, Paul and Karen Hinton um, put on. And uh, what an amazing night it was. And there was this one guy, I think, was his name Oliver? Oliver? There's this one guy, Oliver. He just stole my heart, this kid. And uh, he, you know, he had, uh, he had some challenges, physical challenges in his life. But he had so much personality and so much coolness you know, I wanted to be like this guy. You know, he was completely free of all inhibition. And he had some dance moves and he had some things that he was saying that just blessed my heart deeply. You know, and I, and I was just thinking about Paul and Karen and I thought, if these guys, you know, these guys picked up, didn't pick up their, this, their friend of theirs who had this physical challenge and present him, to me, and present him to the community, I wouldn't have been able to bless with how cool this guy was. You know what I mean? You know what it means to carry, you know, we look at someone's disability and we don't see the blessing of God that, that he wants to deliver through this person. See, it's as we carry each other into different life places that we get to experience the gift that God wants to give through each of us. See, God does, doesn't have a gift through, um, you know, the beautiful, well-body-abled, you know, people. He has a gift through every person that he wants to bless humanity with. The question is for us, is are we prepared to carry them? And are we prepared to be carried? This is the challenge with the Christian community. First thing that we need to do is recognize that broken people have an amazing gift from God to bless us all with. And the other thing we need to realize is that we are also those people who are broken. We're all paralyzed in some way. Sometimes you don't see your own paralysis though, do you? We get caught, we get, we get locked up in certain things in our lives. And uh, God wants us to, he, he wants us to be in community so that one, we can carry people to, to the feet of Jesus and, he, and we can also be carried to the feet of Jesus. Can you imagine this guy going around to the community with his mates, carrying him around, storytelling, 
telling jokes, giving wisdom. Who knows what he was doing? But we know that here's a guy who's been created in the image of God. So we know that God's image is in him to be revealed through him. So when you look at the people in your life, when you look at your own life, if you look at the people and you see their, their, their lack or their challenge or their paralysis, whatever it is, you, know, you need to know that in each and every person there is a blessing to be shone through them. And in you, as you look at your own life, when you look at the mirror and you say, Lord, I don't see any value there, you know that you're created in the image and you need someone else to help get you there. The problem when you're paralysed is you don't realise where you need to go. And you don't necessarily see the goodness of God that's in you. So you need friends around you that can actually take you into that place and carry you where you need to be carried. So that's the question. Are you prepared to carry someone? And are you prepared to carry them for the long haul? Who knows how long these guys were carrying their paralytic friend around before Jesus came to town? Hey. We don't know. You know, people get healed and delivered and set free and saved and all these things at different points in life, don't we? We don't know when that happens. And sometimes it happens right now. Sometimes it happens in 10 years. Sometimes people don't get set free from their ailments until they step into eternity with God. So in the meantime, we carry each other. And we don't just carry each other around in circles. We carry each other to the Christian community where Jesus lives. See, when two or three gather together in his name, he is in the midst. So where's Jesus? He's wherever his people are meeting in his name. And where, wherever people are meeting in his name, this is where we need to carry our friends. This is where we need to be carried. It's really important that we get our head around where we're actually carrying people. You know, there's, you know we, have, we, have, we have challenges in our lives and people can carry us around in circles or they can carry us to Jesus. And it's important that our destination is always Christ and Christ's people. Because you can actually have someone who's, who's paralyzed in some area of their life and you can carry them for their whole lives, but you never actually carry them to the foot of Jesus. This is the key the key part. We've got people in our lives that, that need us to actually to um, encourage them, not just to the point where they know that we're with them, but so that they actually get to the point where they get to experience a touch from Jesus. Because you can touch someone and encourage them, but only Jesus can heal them. So getting someone to the feet of Jesus is the key. Getting someone into a place of worship is the key. And this is, this is why the other key is that there were four guys carrying him. If you're carrying someone on your own, they're probably just sitting on your lap. If you're carrying someone on your own, you're probably not going anywhere. You're probably not taking them anywhere. You're just getting weighed down by the burden. But when there's four of you, when there's a community of you carrying someone, you can actually take them places. You can take them places and to places where Jesus is. Because it's only when we get into his presence that we can receive his goodness and his healing and his deliverance. And sometimes we don't have the capacity or the understanding that we, can, that we even need to get into his presence. We need someone to actually drag us 
How do we carry people these days? Sometimes it's just a matter of an invitation. Sometimes it's a matter of dragging people kicking and screaming into the presence of God. Sometimes we need to coax people. You know how, the, you know how the, there's, there's people in your life that you've got to work a lot harder to get into different places? Well, this is the job. Sometimes it's easy. Sometimes it's an invitation. Sometimes it takes 10 years to get someone into that place. And you need to gang up on them with three of your friends. And you need to pray. And you need to prepare a pathway. And you need to build stretchers. The question is, what's a stretcher for the paralyzed person next to you? We don't know what the, whether that guy on the stretcher actually wanted to go to the feet of Jesus or not. Did you notice what Jesus said? He said, because of the faith of the people who carried him, he said, your sins are forgiven. So you can intercede faith on someone else's behalf and then they can receive salvation in that space. That is an amazing privilege. See, when we... we you notice that... Um, if in that meeting with Jesus, the place was packed and Jesus was preaching. He was teaching them. It doesn't say any healing was happening. It took four people to break into that meeting who weren't looking for a, for a lesson from Jesus, who were looking for an experience from Jesus for their friend that wasn't selfish. See, we can attend things for ourselves or we can carry one of our friends who's in desperate need to receive from Jesus and that's where we see the miracles happen. See, God wants to build, he wants to build community and he wants to build it through you. And the way that he builds it through you is by you being participating in it with, some, with someone else and carrying the broken to the feet of Jesus. What about our own uh, brokenness? You know, being paralyzed comes in many shapes and forms, doesn't it? Sometimes it comes in the form of a temper. Do people need to carry your temper? Do people, you know, have you, are you like Vicky, Vicky who has the Italian hand-waving at the roundabout when you get cut off? Are you talking about yourself? I'm not sure. Do people need to carry your fear or your unbelief? Do people need to carry your inability to trust? Do people need to carry your, your um, fear of rejection? See, physical ailments are visible and they can't be hidden. So it's easy to see when someone has a physical ailment that needs to be hidden. But our, the ailments of our heart and our minds aren't necessarily visible. So we need to become people who see the paralysis in each other's lives. See, God wants to give, he says, I've given, you know, he says, my spirit is upon you and, and I give you gifts like discernment so that you can see people's hearts. God wants you to be able to see people's hearts so you can see where they're paralyzed in life so that you and some friends can help pick them up and bring them to a place where Jesus is. So that you can bring them to a place where they can experience authentic community. And this is the challenge. The challenge of the church is not, you know, coming along and seeing what God's going to do in my life. The challenge of church is how are we going to participate as a community so that the paralyzed people can get free? Sometimes I'm paralyzed. Sometimes you're paralyzed. Sometimes we are carrying you. Sometimes you're carrying me. And the more you know you're paralyzed the more people, you know, the deeper level of, of um, paralysis in your life, maybe the more people you need to carry you. 
That's why, that's why we took over the church, because we need a lot of people carrying us. It's important that we, that we recognize that Jesus has come to give us life. But here's the crazy thing, is he loves it when we put people in front of him. He doesn't just want us to come into his, his presence for us. He's called us to be people who carry broken people to his table. And when we carry someone else to his table, we also get blessed at the same time. See, it's this, this is the beauty. This is why God has said, um, he's, he explains through his word the concepts of the Trinity, his Father, Son, and Spirit. He's saying, look, we are God. We don't do it alone. Therefore, learn from us. You can't do it alone. You can't carry who you're carrying alone. Because you can't actually take them where you need to take them. You need to be doing it with people. You need to be hand in hand with people, carrying people to the cross. True community is made up of all of our riches and gifts combined with our personalities, our weaknesses and our poverty. It's all of it. You can't always be the strong one. I want to be the guy who's the strong one all the time, but I can't always be the strong one. You know, Kristen and I submit ourselves you know, to our eldership of this church because we need to be carried. We need people to keep us accountable, to carry us to the feet of Jesus so that we can, we can receive healing in our areas of paralysis. It's messy community, isn't it? Our relationships must go deeper than our personal interests. They must go deeper than our personal interests. Because if I've only got an interest in common with you, when I get sick of that interest and get into something else, I get sick of you. God wants us, he wants our community to be based on something deeper than our interests. Deeper than our hobbies. Deeper than what we're doing right now. See, wouldn't it have been easier for the, um, for the four friends to go to the Jesus crusade and um, tell Jesus about their mate. Lord, we've got this guy back at home. Can you please pray for him? Um, awesome. And then, ex- and then in- just enjoy the meeting. Jam themselves into the meeting and enjoy it. No, these guys have modelled something for us. And the fact that it's in the gospel means that it's something that we need to learn out of it. And he said, Jesus he said, look, community is great, and, and, um, but it's, it's amazing when you go out of your way for someone's paralysis, when you tear the roof off a building and lower your friend into the feet of Jesus, it means you're going the extra mile for someone's paralysis. When you take a group, like I just love what Paul and Karen have done with creating unity. They've taken a group of people who, who, we, who we potentially as a society may dismiss and they have blessed us beyond measure. The personality and... and um, blessing that came off that platform on Friday night in this Hill Spirits play was such a blessing. And it was a blessing, you know, I was talking to some of the parents of the kids and the, who, are, who, are carry, who, who spend a lot of their days caring for their children got to actually sit back and enjoy a blessing from their own children that they don't get to see because they're constantly dealing with the paralysis. So you can't deal with it alone. You might be dealing with the burden of paralysis where someone else is helping you deal with the blessing in that person who's paralyzed.
True friendship not only supports each other when it's awkward and annoying, but it finds a way to break through the barriers. So you're praying. Each of you I know are praying for people. You're, you're carrying people in your lives. And the question to ask is what is the barrier for breakthrough? What's between that person and Jesus? Is it a crowd of people? Is it the style of a Sunday service? Is it, is it a, um, an, an attitude about what the church has done in years gone by? What is the barrier that you need to break through? And can you break through it alone? Probably not. You need to get some help in breaking through it. But that's what we do as believers. That's what we do as a community. We come together and we look at ways that we can break through the barrier between the person that we're praying for and the person of Jesus Christ. Because we're all simply brothers and sisters who are in desperate need of a saviour and of each other. How long do we carry each other? That's the question. How long do you carry someone's paralysis? Till they can walk again. How long do we do it? We learned last, we talked last week a little bit about the concepts of long obedience. See, sometimes we don't see change in someone's life quick enough. So we, we, we tend to move on to someone else's life. And God's saying, how long do you walk with someone? How long did God walk with you until you received him? How long will you carry your neighbor until they walk with Christ? You carry them until they do. Until. Until what you're carrying, the purpose of your carrying works gets delivered, gets healed, gets saved. Whatever it is, whatever the purpose is that you're carrying someone, that's how long you carry someone until. But the key is, don't carry someone alone because the burden of it is too much for you and he's called us to live in community. This is a real important key, I believe, these four people carrying the paralytic guy. God wants... He wants you. If you're someone on your own who is the paralyzed person and you've got one person carrying you because you've asked for confidentiality about your brokenness or whatever it is, I encourage you, crack the door open to a few more people because you don't need someone to just sit with. You need some people to take you to the feet of Jesus because that's where you get set free. You don't get set free with one person. You get set free at the foot of Jesus. A person can make you feel good in the moment by sitting with them, but only Jesus can set you free and forgive you of your sin. See, good community gets built by servants. Great community gets built by people who will tear the roof off a place to get someone to the feet of Jesus. Unless we prioritise community, we'll never give it the time it requires. And that's the problem, isn't it? The problem with carrying people is it takes time. It takes time to carry people to the feet of Jesus. Is that a good picture? I've got a rule that I'm not allowed to turn around. It was a good choice, was it, that one? The trick with choosing pictures for your slides is to not distract people too much. That's obviously not a good picture. Four to one ratio, that's our minimum, all right? The four to one ratio is a minimum. If you're carrying someone alone, like I said, they are probably sitting on your lap 
and your legs are probably starting to go numb and then you're just going to end up getting upset with the person. But the problem is you brought them there, didn't you? What you need to do is you need to invite three of your friends to come into that space and to help carry your friend to the feet of Jesus. Sometimes it's an invite. Sometimes you're dragging them there. See, we're intercessors. The four friends were the intercessors. Sometimes it happens in prayer. Sometimes it actually happens in the natural. Sometimes we actually have to pick someone up for church. Sometimes we actually have to, to take people around to someone's house and pray for them. Sometimes we, sometimes we actually just need to do some things in the natural. Sometimes we need to do things in the spiritual. Whatever it is, we can't do it alone. See, he wants us to agree. He says when two or three agree on something, then all of heaven comes together to bring that into being. You can't agree with yourself. You need to agree with some other people about what you're trying to break through. No shame, no condemnation, just compassion and agreement. See, the Bible says a lot in the Gospels that Jesus had compassion on him and healed them. When we have compassion on people, we come together in agreement and take people to the feet of Jesus. Sometimes it's bringing them to church. Sometimes it's praying for them on the spot. Sometimes it's interceding for them elsewhere. Whatever it is, it comes out of a heart of compassion and gets established through agreement with the body of Christ. Aristotle said, without friendships, no one would choose to live even if they had all good things in life. More and more we're surrounded by people who don't know what it looks like to be fully, outrageously supported in in true community. And it's a hard space. You know, we get so busy that in, in, um, in the function of life that we don't get to experience the relationships of life. You know, it's one of my biggest challenges in life is, is making time for relationship because function tends to dominate relationship because we're in our efforts to achieve we miss out on what God's really trying to do which is to get us in a space where we love him with all our heart and love our neighbor as ourselves. where are those things in our calendar where in your calendar is is loving God with all your heart mind soul and strength where in your calendar is loving your neighbor as you love yourself The future of true Christian community, church, is in our hands. To understand that we're all paralyzed and to understand that we're all carriers. To understand that our job is to carry someone else's weakness and our job is also to be truthful about our weakness so someone can carry it. Some of your weaknesses are visible, some are invisible. Don't be one of the 50% of people who keep it to themselves or only go into a counsellor's office to share about it. Take the risk of being honest about your heart. Because our need for each other is actually a reflection of our need for him. This is the crazy thing with the gospel. Is we need him, but he works through each other. So it ends up being a need for God through each other. 
So as you're honest about the people in your world, you know, about yourself with the people in your world, then God gets to bless you and carry you into that space. It's called long obedience. Long obedience. How will you will you take the long road to carrying someone to the foot of Jesus? Will you allow someone the long road of carrying your paralysis to Jesus' feet? This is the battle that we've, that we've got to accept. Why doesn't the uh, worship team jump up? You know, our, our key motto in this church is loving God and loving people. It's the simplicity of embracing those two things with all of your heart, mind, soul and strength that sets us free as a community. See, this whole concept of, of carrying people is, is God's gift to us and it's our gift to our community. It's our greatest key for freedom in our own lives and it's our greatest tool for evangelising our community. Why don't you stand with me this morning? Let me pray for you. There's three people, three people that we want to pray for this morning. We want to pray for those who deep in your heart you're a carrier or you want to be a carrier. And I want to pray for those who know that there's some paralysis in their lives, who know that there's some fear or unbelief or physical challenge, whatever that's, that's blocking you, that's holding you back from getting into community and getting before Christ. We also want to pray for those people who don't know Christ as their saviour. Now, as usual, we open up the front and, um, you know, if you, want to be, if you want to receive a new anointing when it comes to carrying people, we'd love for you to come and pray and pray with you today and actually anoint you in the name of the Father, the Son and the Spirit to be fully equipped as a carrier of people. If you're, if you're someone who's, who has, who's very aware of the paralysis in their life, would love to pray with you and would love to carry you to the foot of Jesus where you can be healed, where you can be set free. We'd love to keep carrying you. If you feel like you've been, you've been paralyzed for a long time, we want to keep carrying you. We want to keep lifting you and, and, and taking you to the foot of Jesus and to Jesus' people where you can experience community. And if you don't know Christ as your saviour, this is the key. This is the, this is the centerpiece of your world is to accept Christ as your saviour and to choose to put your full life in his hands. So why don't you bow your heads with me today. Father, we just receive you today. We thank you that you loved us with a deep love, so deep that you sent your son to die on the cross for our sins, so deep that you created a people called by your name to bring the love of Christ to earth. We thank you, Father, that we are those people. So we receive your grace. We receive your anointing to be carriers today. We thank you, Father, that you have given us the strength to partner with each other, to lift up brokenness and bring it to your feet. Father, for those who are, who are paralyzed in their lives, Lord, I ask that you would, you would bring your healing power, that you would bring your strength and your hope and your belief to the hearts and to the minds of these people today, Lord. 
And Lord, as we open this floor, as we open up your altar this morning, Lord, we ask that those who are contemplating giving you their heart, that they would be softened by your spirit right now to receive your truth and your grace and your love. So church, as we sing this last song, we would love to stand with you in prayer. We would love to pray with you in your paralysis. love to pray with you and anoint you in your ability to be a carrier of God's grace. Well, we pray you've been blessed by this message from Noosa Christian Outreach Church. For more information, please check out our website at www.noosacoc.org.au. See you soon.